News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. Tonight's headlines. The chief executive, chief executive says Casper Tsoi's decision to step down as Home, Secret, Home Affairs Secretary is testament to the system's political accountability. But a lawmaker questions why other government officials aren't held to the same standard for what he called policy mistakes. And formal buildings are partially evacuated because of the spread of coronavirus. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the resignation of Kasper Tsui as Home Affairs Secretary was testimony to the spirit of the political accountability system. Mr Tsui said in a statement he had behaved inappropriately by attending local National People's Congress Whitman Hong's birthday party earlier this month. An internal disciplinary investigation by the government found that Mr Tsui didn't use the Leave Home Safe app and may have violated infection control rules for not wearing a mask. The chief executive says the lack of awareness and sensitivity on his behalf was clearly in breach of a code for political appointees. I've worked with him in the last few years or so. Uh, I think he was by and large a very responsible and diligent uh, colleague. But it was a very unfortunate event that he had made the wrong judgment. A lack of political sensitivity, especially in holding this position of a secretary for home affairs. But I, I do wish him... Uh, luck, and I hope that he will continue to serve the community. Lawmaker Michael Teen questioned why officials who made what he called policy mistakes didn't have to resign. He questioned why officials who failed to end quarantine exemptions for aircrew or prevent reported child abuse at a foster home, for example, have not been held accountable. To me, those instances are as important, if not more important, than Casper Cherry, uh, whether he has uh, gone against the advice of his boss. Okay, so it seems like government may not do anything in the other two areas. So therefore, there's a fundamental question that's bothering Hong Kong people in terms of accountability. Is it on an objective and rational basis, depending on the impact on the community, or is it really based on the wish and desire of the Supreme Commander? That is the point. Two other senior officials, Alan Fung, the political assistant to the Development Secretary, and Vincent Fung, a deputy head of the Policy Innovation and Coordination Office, would be given verbal warnings, and 12 who stayed briefly at the party didn't face further disciplinary action. Four more buildings are being partially evacuated because of the spread of coronavirus. Violet Wong has details. Health officials says some residents of On Kwai House at Kwai Court and Kwai An House at Kwai Fong Estate, both in Kwai Chung, Hong Tim House at Chi Hong Estate in Chi Wan Shan, and Meng Lai House at Choi Wan Estate in Wong Tai Sin were sent to quarantine because of vertical or horizontal transmission of the virus. The Centre for Health Protection's Dr. Chong Shuk Kwan said people living in Choi Wo House in Tai Wo Estate in Tai Po could also be evacuated as an investigation is underway to determine whether there is a transmission risk. Once we identify there is possible horizontal or, tra- or vertical transmission, we'll try to identify those uh, units at risk with other government departments and then uh, move them to the quarantine centre to play safe. For the quarantine facilities, we are closely monitoring the situation every day. And of course, we will have some backup facilities and backup options. Health authorities reported a total of 92 infections today. 80 were local cases and 13 of them couldn't be traced. One of the patients works at the third runway project at the airport. Those who are in the same team, around 20 or so, colleagues, they have to be quarantined. 
But you know the construction site is very big, uh, involving more than 2,000 people. I mean, in different teams working in different nature. So they have to undergo uh, compulsory testing. Health authorities also reported more than 90 preliminary positive infections, including a nurse who works at the North Kwaichung General Outpatient Clinic. A UN report says the Taliban are alleged to have killed scores of former Afghan officials and security forces members since they seized power in August. The report said there were credible allegations of enforced disappearances and killings of those linked to the previous government and US-led coalition forces. A quick look at the weather. It'll be cloudy with a few rain patches, cold tonight and tomorrow morning with a minimum temperature of about 12 degrees in urban areas, slightly lower in the new territories. The high tomorrow will be about 15 degrees in the outlook. It'll be cool with a few rain patches on the second and third days of Lunar New Year. The cold weather warning is in force and it's 14 degrees Celsius, humidity 74%. You're tuned to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. A medical expert advising the government says COVID-19 should only be treated as an endemic disease when the fatality rate becomes comparable to flu and when at least 90% of the population is vaccinated. That story from Wendy Wong. Professor Lao Yulong said history shows no pandemics last forever, but warned that making the transition to endemicity too early would come with a hefty price. He said the death rate will be very high because the vaccination rate is not high enough. Professor Lau added that other places said they would live with the virus, so they paid a heavy price. He said a transition away from the zero-COVID strategy would take three to six months to complete and it would have to come with flexible and precise adjustments to social distancing measures. For example, when the number of new cases start to climb, measures should be tightened right away. The expert said authorities would also have to prepare for a surge in cases and consider what kind of patients needed to be admitted to hospital or to self-isolate at home. Health officials may call up people who need to be tested for COVID-19 or sent into quarantine using contact information in the Leave Home Safe app. That's according to Innovation and Technology Minister Alfred Sitt. He said on an RTHK program that operators of regulated premises will use a device to scan a visitor's app to obtain their vaccination record. He added that the Centre for Health Protection could request operators to hand over the data from people who are present at the same time as confirmed COVID patients or their close contacts. In the past, for some reason, some individuals were late to undergo mandatory tests. Perhaps their phones were not connected to the Internet and they didn't get the notification. Under such circumstances, in future when the situation is severe, are we going to consider making use of the information provided in the vaccine pass and take the initiative to contact individuals who have to be tested or follow up on quarantine arrangements so that we can improve our anti-epidemic work? We will certainly look into it and implement it. Welfare Chief Lord Chi Kwong says the government could not take over a foster home in Prince Edward that's at the centre of abuse allegations. He told a LegCo panel meeting that the Social Welfare Department was not able to arrange qualified staff to replace childcare workers at the children's residential home, as other organisations providing similar services also face a manpower shortage. New People's Party lawmaker Yunus Jung says LegCo should follow up on this matter. 
there is official neglect on the, on the child care system. So we would like to use the powers in the Legislative Council and see whether the, the secretaries or the SWD, they should bear some responsibility, not only on the legal responsibility or the police should monitor or should undergo some further investigation on those uh, managerial positions in this regard. The head of the Philippine Electoral Commission has filed her opinion to the Supreme Court on a disqualification case affecting the presidential aspirant Bong Bong Marcos. Rowena Guanzon said Mr Marcos, the son of the former dictator Ferdinand Marcos, has failed to file tax returns. This report from the BBC's Howard Johnson. Commissioner Guanzon says Bong Bong Marcos should be disqualified from running for president because he was twice convicted by courts in the Philippines over his failure to file tax returns while he was a regional politician. The commissioner's allegations about undue influence on the case raise questions about the incorruptibility of the election commission and the separation of powers in the Philippines. Bong Bong Marcos's lawyer says his client meets all the qualifications to run and that there are no serious moral issues with his failure to file tax returns. The British government says Prime Minister Boris Johnson has received a copy of the civil service inquiry into alleged COVID-19 lockdown violations at his office and residence. The Cabinet Office says the senior civil servant conducting the investigation submitted an updated version of her report after the police requested that it would be pared back while it investigated the allegations. Mr Johnson, whose premiership is threatened by his handling of the allegations, is due to make a, par- a statement in Parliament. As the BBC's Nick Erdley explains. Boris Johnson will then update MPs at half past three and what he says there and what is in those initial findings will really matter. There are some Conservative MPs who've been waiting for this moment to decide on the Prime Minister's future. There are others who want to see how Mr Johnson responds, whether he shows contrition, whether he comes up with some solutions for changing his Downing Street operation. A government official in Washington has drawn up a list of individuals in or close to President Putin's inner circle whom it could sanction if Russia were to invade Ukraine. The sanctions could also target their family members. Britain has announced similar plans which were earlier which earlier prompted denunciations from the Kremlin. Dmitry Peskov, Mr Putin's spokesman, said the British plans were alarming. These are very disturbing statements from London. I think they're disturbing not only for us, for our companies. It demonstrates a fair amount of unpredictability from London. And this is probably a cause for serious concern in general, for international financial and business structures. To Portugal, where the ruling Socialist Party has won a third straight general election, securing a majority in the 230-seat parliament. A stable government is crucial for Portugal to make the most of a 16.6 billion euro package of European Union recovery funds that it's due to receive by 2026. Socialist leader Antonio Costa is expected to return to his post as Prime Minister. The people voted and the The people voted and we won. But an absolute majority doesn't mean absolute power. It doesn't mean we govern alone. This majority will be a majority following dialogue with all the political parties in Parliament. 
In sport, Hong Kong Olympic alpine skier Audrey King has tested positive for COVID-19 on her arrival in Beijing and is self-isolating in a hotel. That's according to the Hong Kong Sports Federation and Olympic Committee, which said Ms King tested positive for COVID after flying in from Bosnia last night with her second test also coming back positive. Under Beijing Olympic Organising Committee rules, the 19-year-old won't be able to leave quarantine until she tests negative two days in a row and she'll have to continue to undergo frequent testing. If she returns a negative test in time, she'll still be able to compete in her women's slalom event scheduled for February the 9th. In the NFL, it'll be the Cincinnati Bengals battling the Los Angeles Rams in this year's Super Bowl. The Rams came from 10 points down in the fourth quarter to beat the San Francisco 49ers 20-17 in the NFC title game. In the AFC, the Bengals reigned supreme after they erased a 21-3 second quarter deficit to stun the Kansas City Chiefs 27-24 in overtime to the delight of their head coach, Zach Taylor. We believe from the get-go, whether people believed in us or not, we did. Um, and so we're not surprised. This is where we're meant to be. And I'm proud of the guys in that locker room. Despite having more Grand Slam singles titles than any man in history, Rafael Nadal says he doesn't care whether he'll go down in history as the greatest. The Spaniard captured his 21st major yesterday, beating Daniel Medvedev in an epic Australian Open final. Nadal has now one more Grand Slam than his longtime rivals, Roger Federer, who couldn't play due to injury, and Novak Djokovic, who was deported from Australia for not being vaccinated against COVID. Former American professional tennis player Pam Shriver is a 22-time Grand Slam winner as part of a doubles team. She said there was no overstating Nadal's achievement. Oh, it's one of the most important numbers ever reached, Um, 21 by a male. Um, Obviously, it's been a couple of years where, you know, going back to when uh, Federer had two match points in the finals of Wimbledon, losing that 12-all uh, tiebreak to Novak Djokovic. Uh, what happened to Djokovic when he was going for the calendar year Grand Slam, excuse me, just a few months ago. Um, so it's kind of like they've been stuck. There's been all sorts of crazy things that have happened, you know, like even the deportation where uh, Novak would have started the favorite on this hardcourt major. And um, then all of a sudden, what does Nadal do? All the adversity that he faced. And he was able to not just win it, but the way he won it, uh, five sets against Shapovalov, beating Berrettini, one of the bright big guns of men's tennis, in four tough sets, and then coming from two sets to love down, the most unlikely way to win a major in men's tennis is from two sets to love down. So, I mean, Rafa Nadal, whether it's 13 Roland Garros's, but I still think 21 trumps everything that any male tennis player has done before. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The chief executive says Kasper Tsoi's decision to step down as Home Affairs Secretary is testament to the system's political accountability and formal buildings are partially evacuated because of the spread of the coronavirus. The news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 
to whisper I love you. Birds singing in the sycamore tree came a little dream of me. Say nighty-night and kiss me. Just hold me tight and tell me you miss me. While I'm alone and blue as can be, dream a little dream of me.
to our second hour on this Lunar New Year's Eve and a special request.